Welcome back to an episode of Page 8 Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Kristen Carr, and I'm so excited to have you guys back for another exciting week. We have a lot to get to. We're going to be talking about Auburn soccer continuing their streak. We're going to be talking about Auburn football's game against Akron this Saturday, Auburn volleyball going undefeated into their third game, and SUNY Lee's making the most of her NIL deals. All right, so with us we have um, Henry Zimmer. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, so I was going to ask you, you wrote an article about Coach Harson, how he was, he kind of made waves this week in that press conference. There's been a lot of questions, discussions about the depth chart. Talk a yes. little bit about what he said and what you expect to see. Well, he led off with saying that Bo Nix is the starter uh, for at least Saturday. Uh, I don't think that should surprise too many people. This is his third year. You know, he obviously knows the system. Well, he knows Auburn football, I guess, better than TJ Finley would. Not to discredit TJ Finley, he did come from an SEC school, but Bo Nix is the incumbent. He kind of inherits the relationship with the players and the team more than I think TJ Finley would. And I don't think that's any knock towards either of them. I just think that that's just more consistency with Bo Nix there. I think he is improving under the newer system. I think that he's actually making strides. There are a lot of people that are talking very, very highly of how he's kind of behaved this offseason and in the practices and scrimmages and whatnot. You know, he's very versatile on his legs, but I think this year he may try and make a bigger difference with his arm. Uh, we were talking earlier about the tight ends and the wide receivers getting kind of more involved. And the tight end thing has been a big story all offseason that you know, we've seen three tight ends on the field at one time. You know, we've seen two tight ends go in motion pre-snap. We've seen tight ends in the backfield and going out for uh, passes. So I think that may kind of open up another dimension that he hasn't been able to access uh, in kind of the Gus Malzahn system where the tight ends are mainly used as blockers. So now he may have a different guy to throw to, you know, and open up the field a little more. And that may be, you know, something that he may really, really find some comfortability in and you know, who knows what we could see and what can we expect from that because we really have never seen that before at Auburn. And, mm -hmm. you know, that could be the big thing that, you know, pushes Bo Nix over the top and, you know, kind of pulls him up to the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the SEC potentially. So you really think having those just more options on the field, that versatility is going to really help him bring his game to the next level? Yeah, I think having different receivers on different levels. So like last year, for example, you had guys like Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz. They are fast, long ball targets, and that's just kind of what they are. And Eli Stove, you always know you have Eli Stove out there to go catch a ball. But when you don't have a tight end, you're kind of limiting yourself on the levels and where you can throw passes. And, you know, once people figure out, oh, Tank Bigsby's uh, the best running back ever, you know, once we stop that... <laughs> And once we stop the fastest guy on the planet, then, you know, you only have one or two more options. But now with these tight ends that really nobody has a lot of tape on and, you know, the J.J. Pegues is moving to defense. So that was pretty much the only tight end that was really used. I mean, John right. Shangel Shanker here and there. But now that they've kind of unlocked this, you know, Pandora's box, who knows what to expect because we've never seen it before. And mm -hmm. having, a, you know, a tight end going right across the middle, maybe, you know, just for a little five yard dump pass. You know, that could be the difference between punting and getting a first down and scoring, you know. I would expect to see a touchdown score at least once against Akron. You know, I think that's going to be a huge thing. And I think Harson is probably going to want to make that statement clear. Like, hey, we are throwing to everybody that's available. and We're not just throwing receivers or dumping off screens or running backs. You know, if we have a receiver out there, anybody that's able to catch a ball, 
we're going to try and involve in the passing game. So, yeah, I think that could be a big difference. I mean, I, I just think since we've never seen it before, that it has to do something. And I just don't think right. they're bluffing with that. I don't think that that's just something they're doing for practice to get us to talk about and then have Shanker just block for, you know, four straight quarters. I think that they're actually going to use these guys. And, you know, the wide receivers are young. Uh, and that's just kind of how it is when you have three guys that were all NFL talent. You probably weren't going to usurp those three guys. So, in Schwartz, uh, Williams, and Stowe. So, you got young wide receivers. You've got kind of a veteran tight end core. So, let's say wide receiver across the middle drops the ball. Okay, well, let's look across. Oh, here's somebody else. There's a tight end right there across the middle. Let's, oh, put that right in his chest. He caught it six yards. Maybe let's get that going a little more. And then then you can open up some more passes for younger wide receivers when people start dropping down and, you know, trying to play those tight ends over the middle or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think um, it's interesting because a lot of times you see that use of tight end in more than NFL um, rather than college. And so you're seeing a lot of success being with with those tight ends in the NFL. So I think, you know, Harson is like, well, if it's working there, it can work here. And if a lot of defenses in college football haven't really prepared for it, haven't really seen it, I think that could give them, I mean, who knows what kind of advantage that exactly. could give them. Um, I did want to ask you about the offensive line. That's been a big, you know, point of discussion over the past I mean, honestly, over the past year, Year, it's been a long discussion, a long time coming. They've talked a lot about consistency and stuff like that. What do you, what do you think will actually be happening? I know that you can, you can talk and you can say all of these things. Do you really think that they're going to be able to execute in that way and really be the consistent O-line that we know that they need? Yes. Yeah. So. Along with saying that Nix is the starter, uh, Harson did release a two-deep and at some points three-deep depth chart of the offensive line. None of the guys that are on the offensive line were surprising. So left tackle, you got Troxel. Left guard, you got Council. Center, Brahms. Right guard, Kondre Jones, who is a younger guy, but he's definitely the best guy out there. And right tackle, Bradarius Ham. So, I mean, four of those guys were pretty much... We're never not going to start, and Keandre Jones was probably always going to start, but he basically just confirmed it. I think with Nick Brahms at center, you have consistency there. That that's always going to be you know the anchor on your offense. I think Nick, and then that that has to go along too with Bo Nix is that they have that connection. They've played together. Mm-hmm. Nick Brahms is the elder statesman on that team. You know he knows what Bo needs. You know he's, I'm not saying he's the best center in the world, but he's by far and away the best. Uh, lineman Auburn's probably got right there so that's key in the middle and I think your tackles are probably fine your Troxel's a little untested uh Berdarius Ham has had some injury problems and a lot of the problems with the offensive line you know quote problems were just injuries and guys right. that played left tackle in high school were now playing right guard and guys that played center last year are now playing right tackle and it's like you can't expect that transition to just equate immediately And you think, you know, kind of from an armchair quarterback standpoint that if you play left tackle, you should just be able to play right tackle. It's the same thing. Just flip it. But it's really not. And the lineman position is probably the hardest on the football field. But they just get no credit for it because there's no real stats for linemen. So you just yeah, don't ever like think about it. Yeah, I feel like they always get the credit when they mess up. Right, right. <laughs> and not when they're doing well. And it's it's a hard, it's a really, really hard position to be good yes. at. And it's very underestimated in my opinion. I think... Um, 
it was nice to, to hear Bo Nix talk about how confident he was in them today um, in that press conference. And I it gives, I think, a lot of fans hope, hope to hear, definitely. you know, you've got your starting quarterback who's really confident in that offensive line. Um, well, thank you so much for coming thank you guys, on. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been awesome. In other news this week, we had women's basketball announcing their non-conference schedule on Friday. And for the first time in 10 years, they're going to be starting their season with an exhibition game on Thursday, November 4th against Miles College in Auburn Arena. So that's really exciting to hear. And then they also have their non-conference schedule, including the eight regular season home games and then four um, regional road trips. So it's going to be really exciting to see how that goes. And, you know, they're going to be also making a short trip to Atlanta um, on the 21st of November to take on Georgia Tech. And that will be the first time that they have met, that those teams have met since 1997. So it's been a while. And I think it's really women's basketball right now at Auburn there's a lot of momentum for them coming into this season with their new coach Johnny Harris I expect some really great things from them I know that obviously it takes a little bit of time to build a team and I think it will take them uh, a few years for for them to really become what they the true potential that they can be but I I know that Johnny Harris is going to be able to whip them into shape fast and she's going to have them playing really great basketball. So that's exciting. And also in the world of basketball, Preston Cook received a scholarship and he is, if you don't know, he's a junior guard and he's from Auburn. Um, He went to Auburn High School and last season he appeared in nine games um, off the bench and that includes um, six games in SEC play and it was just really heartwarming to see this happen for him and see just how excited his um, teammates were and how emotional Coach Bruce Pearl got and if you haven't had a chance just go watch that video that um, Auburn basketball posted. It is so great and just so heartwarming. And I think we have, there's so many crazy things going on in the world right now. It's just nice to see something positive and something happen for someone that has worked so long and so hard. And now he's getting that really fulfilling moment. Um, also, Suni Lee lands a role on Dancing with the Stars. Um, she announced this past Thursday um, that she would be going on their season, and she's got a lot on her plate, I have to say, with with that in school and preparing for NCAA play in the spring. But um, she said this quote, she said, it's expressing yourself even more when you're dancing because you've kind of been locked up a little bit in gymnastics and dancing is just super fun. So I think we're all excited to see what all else is left for SUNY. Um, she's got so much ahead of her. I think to have this huge opportunity, I mean, honestly, it's not completely unexpected because we have seen gymnasts in the past, um, like Laurie Hernandez and um, Simone Biles has also gone on after the Olympics. So it's not wholly unexpected, but I think that she will do really well. Um, she is very athletic, obviously. And so I think having that athleticism going into that show is definitely going to be an advantage for her. 
And, you know, she's also been, uh, she posted a video of her practicing in the Auburn facilities. And she, it was a, it was a video of her doing uneven bars, which we all know she is just so good at. Um, <laughs> and so that's just, I think she's just really getting everyone excited for her and excited for Auburn gymnastics in general. I'm sure she's going to have that stadium just completely packed out. Um, and I, I think the whole Auburn community is just watching her as she's just doing all of these amazing things. And, you know, she's been tweeting about how NCAA season needs to come faster and all of this stuff. So obviously she's excited. The Auburn family is excited and it'll be really great to see what all she has left to do. All right. And lastly, we are going to be talking about Auburn soccer and, this women's team has just been firing on all cylinders. They are undefeated and they just defeated um, Troy 2-1 to one and they they have now a 3-0-0 record and they've won against Samford. They've won against number 12 BYU and then Troy. Um, and now they're going into this five-match homestand with UAB on the 2nd of September and then the University of Chattanooga on the 5th of September. We also had Anna Haddock honored by Top Drawer Soccer on their team of the week for the second week in a row. And last week, she was also named the Southeastern Conference Offensive Player of the Week. She, we just, we all know how much of an impact player she is. She's such a leader for this Auburn soccer team. And it's just really exciting to see her being just building this momentum, building this skills that she has. She's just a sophomore, so she's still got a lot to go. And um, obviously, really, really special impact player for them and definitely a key person to watch going forward. And she had three goals in the first two games of the season and then also, in addition to all of that, assisted on both goals that were scored in the game against Troy last week. So I think, if anything, she has just gained so much momentum. They started off strong, um, but for them to be going into these games and just have that momentum of a win streak is really, really great. I think it helps mentally your approach to things, but I would also say they need to be very careful to not you know, start to get comfortable, right? They don't need to be underestimating their opponents and they need to be making sure that they're super prepared going into each game. And I think them being at home is going to be a great way for them to just stay focused. Um, they're, you know, they're not doing a lot of traveling, so they're able to really put in the practice, get the rest in that they need. And, you know, have coach hopper like she is just going to be able to craft them and craft that team they're going to be able to bond really well and i think they already have but just going through those games at home together is just going to be really beneficial for them and it'll be really interesting to see how these next couple games go because i will say what happens at the beginning of the season isn't always a representative of what is going to happen later so they really have to keep it up they really have to stay strong and keep the good work going um and 
not, you know, rest back, not get distracted, really focus in on the games at hand. And again, they're going to be, you know, going against UAB on the second, and that game is going to be streamed on the um, SEC Network Plus, if you want to tune in and watch that. And then also they're going to be playing UT Chattanooga on the 5th. So that is going to be it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We always appreciate your support. And we'll be back for another episode next Wednesday. And by then, we'll have some definitely some really exciting football stuff going for you after their game against Akron.